What up? Hello. Hi. Hi. Oh my gosh, are we all on the first try? I know. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Crazy. Hey, you know what today is, don't you? What? Friday. Yay. Yes. <laughs> also, it is January 14th, which is Quitter's Day. What? Hooter's Day. Day. Quitter's Anna. <laughs> Do we have to wear orange shorts? Yes. <laughs> because with pantyhose? <laughs> yeah. Because and, and serve up potato skins? That's right. Hey, did you know there's and a hot wings? There's a new pantyhose with fleece the best on the hot inside. Darn hot wings in town. <laughs> or so I'm told. <laughs> we uh, when I worked for Big Brother Big Sister, one of the guys took his little brothers to Hooters and we're like, "Um, inappropriate." <laughs> Yeah, it's too bad because they have good food, but it really is inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, today is Quitters, not Hooters Day, because by the 14th of January, most people have given up on their New Year's resolutions. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I don't make them, because right? you aren't giving up anything. <laughs> That's right. Nothing to quit. Is it? So that's it. For 14 days is the average for how long people go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why gyms make so much money in january yep exactly i think we may have lost anna uh-oh dang it we were doing so well i know that's an old okay there she I is got you now <laughs> okay did you decide did you quit were we your resolution and you quit us <laughs> <laughs> i thought you guys didn't believe in resolutions i don't yeah <laughs> i don't i don't I make them believe. yeah oh, you don't make them uh, so is that what you guys are talking about? Resolutions? Yeah, that we don't make them. Right, we don't yeah, make them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or do you do you do something in place of resolutions? You can't help but feel a feeling of starting over. It it's just sort of ingrained. I think there there is definitely a feeling of like a renewed sense of something or a chance to start something. I I can't help but feel that way. But I try not to make it a resolution or a goal so much as just to embrace the little wave of energy that comes with it. Um, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like to look back at the last year and see what I've accomplished. And then uh, rather than goals, I, I like tiny habits because tiny habits, you can connect to other things. So like when I get up in the morning and brush my teeth, now I'm brushing my teeth. Well, first I drink a glass of water, then I brush my teeth. Because I wasn't drinking enough water. So it's not really a resolution. It's just adding a little habit to my daily routine to better me for yeah. this year. That's a good idea. I also was having that water, not drinking enough water thing. So I set some little alarms on my phone throughout the day to remind myself to drink eight ounces of water. Oh. Um, but again, it wasn't so much a resolution as just... Uh, more of a wake-up call that happened to happen at the end of the year. <laughs> right? There's not a resolution. Right. <laughs> I think you guys are actually, those are resolutions. <laughs> it's not a resolution. It's a habit change that I'm vowing to make. That's right. <laughs> at the it's first a... of the year. <laughs> A.K.A. Resolution. Resolution <laughs> sounds kidding. like so big, like resolution, where tiny habit is like, oh, it's just a little thing. I can do it. Well, I have a tiny little habit 
Ooh, do tell. Or whatever you guys want. <laughs> it's just tiny. I mean, I think I decided to eat, like try a fruit a day. I'm a vegetable eater. I'm not a fruit eater. So far, I'm, I'm so far so good. What like, are you eating? Um, the other day I tried pomegranate. I've had these before, but I just, I just don't make an effort. So I had like a, a, some pomegranate, but not the kind that you have to like, you know, peel yourself or anything. These were like pre-peeled in a cup full of, you know, pomegranate cool. seeds. And- just a little seeds. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah, with the seeds and everything. And uh, instead of like a whole apple, I actually got sliced apples from QFC. <laughs> I just don't want to deal. I just don't want to deal with, with the other parts. I'm just like, okay, make it easy for yourself. Maybe that's why I haven't been eating fruits easily. It's just nothing served, you know, and ready for me. So I'm like, okay. So if I if I could find like oranges that are peeled for me, <laughs> or if anybody wants to peel them for me, yeah, we'll peel grapes I'll, for I'll you, Anna. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll, I want the kind that's sliced, and then I could just, you know, wedges. There you Wedge go. Wedge them for me. Give me wedgies. No, wait. <laughs> <laughs> you know that you can get the wedgies with caramel now. Wedged oranges with caramel? Oh, no, actually wedged apples with caramels. Oh, no, that's better. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> so with Sadie... What does Sadie want? She wants grapes peeled. Yeah, she can't have grapes. She wants, I think she wants this, um, I'm calling it cheese whiz, but it's this like special dog spray cheese that you put on a lick mat. It's supposed to keep them busy. Oh. And she likes it because it's bacon flavored. I think she wants dog cheese whiz. Bacon. She's not getting it now. She's getting it later. Um, you know what, Anna? I think that... That is, I'm the same way about fruit. Like when, like when Sharon slices an apple and hands me apple slices, I will eat them. But for me to go actually pick up the apple, bite into it, you know, like I won't do it. I'm the same way, but I don't hate peeling oranges. I switch to, um, I do like mandarins, the little like halo clementines because they're really easy to peel and they're really sweet and there's no rindy, pulpy, grody chew. You don't have to chew them. You just eat them. I don't know. That doesn't make sense. Right. Right. Yeah. So. I love kiwis, but oh my God, there's so much work to either peel them or dig out the stuff. Right. But if you make them coin shaped, then it's easier to right. peel off. Yeah. Somebody put a little slit in there. <laughs> right. You know what we need? What? We need, we need a house boy. We need like a, <laughs> a, a, a guy or a woman, I guess, who just lives in the house and brings us food. A yes. butler. A butler. <laughs> a butler. That would be so awesome. Yeah. I would love one. <laughs> yeah. I, I I did not know how, I won't say dependent, but lack of independence I have when it comes to fruit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is the weirdest. And, and yet so you've raised healthy you children. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. But I don't have children. I can't like look back and say, I can't do this. You clearly have had the mothering instinct. You just don't have it for yourself. <laughs> yes. They're good. At, they're good at eating fruits because of their dad. Ah. They're also good at peeling chocolate wrappers <laughs> because of me. <laughs> I mean, and that's you know that's another thing too. It's like uh, I think the back of my mind, I'm thinking if I'm gonna waste my sugar levels on anything, it'll be chocolate, not fruit. 
you know, but then fruit has better kinds of sugars and all that kind of thing. And I know that. I just, I just want something easier and tastes better and chocolatier. <laughs> chocolatier. Yeah. <laughs> so chocolate covered fruit is what you're saying. That I don't mind those either. I, I've always liked those cordial cherries. Oh, uh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Cordial cherries are good. Chocolate covered strawberries are the best. Divine. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But it needs to be a fountain. I love it. Okay, so let's put this test to you. Okay, you're in front of a chocolate fountain, and you have a whole apple. Will you go to the effort to slice the apple so that you can dip it in the chocolate fountain? I will drive to the store and try to see if there's any candied apple. (laughs) Uh, No, I'm not going to go to my drawer for a knife. I'm going to drive to the store instead. (laughs) Honestly, I think I uh, I would, yeah, I would probably go through the effort to ask my husband to slice it up. <laughs> One of the kids. Do it for me. Where's that butler when you need him? Where's my yeah. butler? Oh, Alfred. Alfred. <laughs> now that I'm I'm getting a taste for the a taste for the fruits again, I. You know, I think I'm, I'll make more of an effort. Yeah. But thank you. Thank you, QFC, for having it all prepared for me. My hard one is like the big ones, like watermelon. You know, I live oh, alone. I yeah. don't want to eat a whole watermelon and it goes, you know, it's not going to last a few weeks. So, well, good news. I do see in a lot of the grocery stores some contained watermelon and it's, they give you the heart. Mm-hmm. So like really good watermelon usually. Yeah. So no rinds and no watermelon next to the rind. You got the heart. Right. Yes. Yep. Yeah. See, I mean, you, you, you know, the part of me is like, okay, so basically I'm paying $8 for $1 worth of watermelon <laughs> because somebody else went to the effort to package it up for me. But yeah. is that better than not eating it at all? I, I think it is. I mean, I, I'm with I you. So. I, would, I will buy the packaged watermelon. Now, Again, I have a wife. She loves watermelon. If I bring home a watermelon, she will cook it up. Cook it up. She will cut it up and put it in front of me. Um, she put chocolate on it? Yeah, probably. Yes. Have you met Sharon? Yes, she will put chocolate on it. Um, but I, I would rather, if it's just me, I would buy the package. Same. It's nice. It is. I'm going through this now with, uh, with coffee. Like I, we used to do like the French press, like the and grind the beans and measure the French press and boil the water and it would be pressed and all impressive. And then when we moved here in here with my sister in law, she has a Keurig and it's like, bam, done. <laughs> you know, God knows how old the coffee is that's inside the pod. Um, <laughs> it's probably horrible for the environment. Um, I mean, yeah, you could clean it out and recycle it, but then how much water are you spending cleaning it to recycling it? I mean, it's just there's so much wrong with the Keurig, but oh my God, it's so convenient. Boom. <laughs> Done. Love it. There are some biodegradable yes, pods. There and there's reusable pods too. Mm-hmm. We do have some of those if you buy your own fancy coffee. Cut up a watermelon. So it's all, <laughs> it's all priority, right? I guess what I'm saying is I don't lack the span of attention for things that I really, really, really want. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't it funny? Something as simple as cutting up fruit like is a big deal. You know, our lives are so busy. And one thing, when I go to my daughter-in-law's, she's a chef. And so a lot of times I'm sitting at the counter and she's chopping and making things. And I'm like, how did I miss out on just the simpleness of 
cutting up veggies. You know, for her, it's like natural. She just does it every, you know, day or every week, how often she does it. And it's so relaxing. And for me to watch her, it's like, maybe I should do that. (laughs) Yeah, I, I get that. Like, for her, it probably is just relaxing. It's just mm-hmm. like a natural thing for her to do. I'm going to put this out. I'm going to wash it. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll peel the carrots and I'll do this. And yeah. And they could probably have a whole conversation with you and cook an entire meal. And it's probably the most healthy thing that you'll eat in the world. Exactly. When I set out to do it, it's like, I'm like a, I don't know. I feel like I'm, like I'm going on an expedition. <laughs> I need my knives and my bowls and my cutting board, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mosquito netting. <laughs> Pith helmet, horses, map. Oh, I don't have the we right knife. The, right. And oh, this isn't sharp enough. Yeah. <laughs> we get the um, blue apron meals, and we're not doing it anymore, but we were doing it for a while. They're so easy, and they're they're mostly they're mostly really good. There's a few that aren't that great, but mostly you can pick and choose. They have so many choices now. Everything comes. All you have to do is you do have to cut some vegetables, and you do have to either bake them or you know pan front you know whatever you do literally it's like 20 minutes and still we're like oh this is so much work (laughs) (laughs) it's like i mean everything's pre-measured and pre it's all there you don't even have to get out a tablespoon right it's all there for you 25 minutes too much work so i'm with you Lori. I, i wish i had that natural chef cook where i found it relaxing but Mm -hmm. i just find it time consuming yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you you lost me at cut veggies. I'm like, uh-uh, nope. Like, I can't even cut fruit, and it's soft, let alone veggies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 gonna be right back. Okay, I need to um tell my son before he leaves uh, something. Okay, yes. talk amongst yourselves. Okay, so Anna's home. Yes, she's here. Maybe Mondays and Wednesdays. Okay, so a lot more people working from home again, huh? Oh yeah. Did you know Washington's been declared a state of emergency? Oh no, I didn't. Yeah, because uh, there's not enough hospital staff, so they've brought in the National Guard. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of that going around. Yeah. I'm surprised it took them this long. Uh, the, some of the states I do news for, they've got the National Guard not only manning hospitals, but driving school buses. Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine yeah. being in the National Guard and they're like, you're going to drive a school bus? Could you imagine being an obnoxious kid on a school bus and you get on and there's like an army guy in there? And you're like, <laughs> okay, I'll just, be, I, they should have the army drive all school buses. Right. <laughs> Are you back, Anna? I am back. Okay. Uh, well, we were talking about Washington being declared a state of emergency. For which part? Not enough people oh, for the staff. hospitals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the National mm-hmm. Guard is uh, taking over the hospital. They've been, boy, the National Guard has really done all the last two years. I, they have, they give shots, they hand out food, they, I mean, they're so organized. I mean, honestly, if you need anything done, just bring the National Guard in because they are the most organized, well-oiled machine. But it's just crazy how many things we've asked them to do, you know? Mm -hmm. Doesn't it feel like it's been a lot more requests for them than ever before in our lifetime? I do. I feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought of them as the people who came in like after a disaster, right? After a tornado or hurricane or something, they would they would come in. I I never occurred to me the many different ways that that they could be used, and um, it's really extraordinary how they've stepped up. Everything I've done uh, that has involved the national, I literally have not one time, whether it was a radio station event or something personal, I've gone to. I've never one time thought, well, that person didn't know what they were doing. They mm. all, whatever it is they're doing, they all know what they're doing. Wow, you know? that's amazing. Um, yeah. 
yeah, it's amazing. They're well-trained. Um, I'm sure there must be newbies and recruits that have to learn things, but the people they put on the on the front line of of the events that I've been at have, have really been spectacular. But, um, but Anna, what I was saying is that some of the s- other states that I do news for have had the National Guard um, driving school buses. Oh! <laughs> because they're out, of, they're out of bus drivers. Oh Isn't that crazy? Oh, my gosh, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. Wow, they can do it all. They right? can. <laughs> Isn't that what the commercial says? Join the National Guard, be there, be everywhere, something? They something really like do. that, yeah. Wow. I just... I, it's so crazy that we're here. I can't decide if it's again or still. <laughs> like, I feel like like six months ago, everything was so, like, almost normally-ish, you know? And now it's like, and yet I'm doing more. I've been going to the gym. Like, a thing that I never in a million years would, like, last year when I heard people were going to gyms and they'd open gyms, and I'm like, well, that's irresponsible and dangerous. And now I'm like, whatever. I need to, I need to stop, you know, getting flabby and start feeling better about myself so i'm gonna go and um you know you just wear a mask and you wash your hands and you stay away from people i mean that's really all you can do and it's like i actually feel better for for doing it again not a resolution because i started this in november (laughs) but it's but it's weird i feel like i've always been kind of going opposite of the world and and it's like when when the pandemic first started i was going to work every day and then once the pandemic got better, that was about the time I lost my job and I was home every day and everybody else was out and I was home. And now we're locking down again and I'm going back out. <laughs> like, what's, the, what's wrong with me? Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I started going back to the gym. I like it. I mean, I, I like being out in the world again. That's been making me feel a lot more normal, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what the word is, but the fact that I'm I'm able to go there and it's been feeling safe because not a lot of people, I don't think a lot of people go to that gym. Maybe it's the time I'm going, but I don't feel like it gets crowded like in the old days. Um, right. But I, I do know people who aren't feeling like they could go to the gym, not, not because they feel like they're going to get COVID or anything like that, more because they feel like uh, wearing a mask and trying to exercise is just not doable. Because they don't feel like they can breathe as well as yeah. without the mask. And they're not going to go there. They can't go in there without a mask. But, yeah. Um, I, uh, but there are some things I still won't do. Like I won't go to a concert, um, like indoors at least. I, I would go outdoors, but not indoors. Yeah, me neither. Um, so I'm picky. Well, you're cautious. That, 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 that's commonsensical to not want to go to a, a large indoor event with with a lot of people like even the um you know the van gogh thing that i went to that was indoor but they limited the number of people that were in the venue at any one time so you could very easily be far away from somebody um and it's the kind of thing where you can keep a mask on and not not be uncomfortable and it's a huge room it's not like they you know are putting you in a closet um but it's definitely something that crosses your mind, but it was well thought out by the organizers, and I didn't have anybody invading my space. I mean, it seemed like everybody inside was sort of naturally staying six feet. I mean, I was right next to my wife, but, um, you know, we were staying away from other people. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I can't imagine going to a concert right now. I just can't even. Too yeah. Many, ugh, too many sweaty people. <laughs> I got to I, I gotta tell you, this is... You know what's turned me off concerts? Watershed. Oh, <laughs> like, wow. 
There was nothing in the world I was looking forward to more than being a part of one of the biggest country music festivals in the country. And now that I've gone, I don't ever want to go to it again. (laughs) And that is sad. I mean, I guess if I could like afford, like if I knew I could just get get there, stay away from people, pick a good, you know, I would be okay. But just like having experienced the masses of, even before COVID, the masses of people and what they do with one another. I'm like, yeah, I'm okay over here. Yeah. Watershed um, last summer kind of turned out to be a a spreader. (laughs) It's only, is it only in Washington state or is it everywhere? It is. It, well, that the same type of thing happens everywhere, but the branded name Watershed is only at the Gorge. Oh, okay. Just everyone blamed Watershed for the tons of cases that happened all over the place because people came from all over to go to it. And it's like, oh, bummer, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was one, one in Michigan called, um, I want to call it Wild Horses. I think it's called Wild Horses. Same thing. Country music, lots of people. And this isn't just country music. This is every... Every, you know, genre of music has a fact, you know, whether it's Coachella or whatever it is, there are all these huge events. And uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're super spreaders. I mean, it can't not be the nature of the beast, whether it's just dancing in a, you know, mosh kind of pit with people um, is one thing. But then, you know, a lot of times these, oh, we're camping all weekend events lead to other, you know, being near people events. How could it not be a super spreader? Right. And it's like you were saying earlier, it seemed like things were getting better. And now it's like, is it ever going to be is it, okay? What is it? Is it because it's winter and everybody's inside more? Or what is it that makes viruses get worse now? Yeah. Like the flu has always been, the flu season has always been fall, winter. Right. Right? Right. Is it because we go into really, really warm, close quarters when it's cold outside, or is it because of the cold, or is it because of the hot? What's going on? Right. Yeah. It must be a, all of the above, I guess. I would like to interview a virus. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say a doctor, but a virus would also yes. be interesting. Straight <laughs> from the horse's mouth. That's right. <laughs> what would you ask an Omicron? <laughs> so, Omicron, what conditions do you like best? <laughs> I prefer you on the treadmill, very hot and sweaty, throwing sweat against your neighbors. Yeah, maybe you should have that on your podcast, Lori, you know, on Spotlight. Spotlight. Yeah. (laughs) A spotlight on Omicron. I would love to be on your podcast. I would find that very informative. Can I get right next to you? Can I get inside you? Can I get on top of you? Will you be sweating? What's the deal, Omicron? Why are you just going to everybody? Aren't you even selective? I love people. I'm a people person. I'm a people virus. I like people. Lots of people. All at once. I like country music. Do you like country music? Why does it sound like a robot? Because my name is Omicron. Well, there you go, And Anna. I'm Delta. There was your big chance. Hello, Delta. How are you today? Uh, well, this, this time I actually have known more people that actually have it. Me too. Wow. Yeah. You have a friend in the hospital and I have a, uh, I have several friends who have, you know, one almost they had, we're telling her to say her goodbyes and she pulled through Mm -hmm. and she's probably younger than me. Yeah. I was going to ask you of the people that you know that have been hospitalized, 
um, without obviously giving away too much personal information, are they people who already had something medically going on or that was not necessarily known to them and suddenly they were very sick? For me, it would be half and half. The one I said that almost didn't make it, perfectly healthy. The one who's in the hospital now, he's in his 80s. He's breathing now. He couldn't breathe. Uh, so they had to take him in. But his wife got and I, it, and she she recovered at home. Do a lot of your friends that have it now have the Omicron variant or the Delta? That's a good question. I just figured it was Omicron because that's the, you know, that's been the here a few more minutes. Yeah. Yeah. We know someone who has had COVID, and she got it again. But the first one was Delta. This one's Omicron. And she says this time around, her symptoms aren't that bad. In fact, she can tell that the variants are getting weaker and weaker just from having the infections, I guess. And she just can tell a difference. Omicron being is more transmissible, but the likelihood of getting hospitalized from it seems to be smaller. Yet, we're hearing that the hospitals are overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. I'm so confused. There are a lot of people out there that are not vaccinated. A a majority, a majority of the, there are breakthrough cases. Yes, there are absolutely breakthrough cases of people who are vaccinated that are getting it. And they're typically getting milder symptoms. Not necessarily, you can still get pretty sick. But if you look at the hospital statistics of the, of the people that are in ICUs and on ventilators, vast majority are not vaccinated at all. How about the boosted? I mean, yeah, that's probably even that they're vaccinated. Speaking too. of boosted, our Claire got, got a boost. Oh, yeah, I got boosted this morning. Oh, yeah. You did? How do you got feel? Got my arm. Got my arm going. I feel fine right now. That was uh, four hours ago. Now, did you mix and match or did you go with the same? No, I just I went with the Pfizer um, because they had the stats that I was going to switch over to the Moderna because I heard, you know, if you, you know, cross them, then maybe you get more whatever. But I talked to my doctor and she said not necessarily. And actually Pfizer's stats. I did my own research. Uh, <laughs> no, I was just reading that the Pfizer stats against Omicron happened to be very good. Um, so, and then I just also, but also the people that I knew that mixed and matched got really sick. And I'm like, eh, well, I don't feel like getting that sick. So I went with the Pfizer and I, I'm sure it's fine. I'll, I'll know better. You know, when I had the original one, um, I felt my arm hurt almost within a couple of hours. But I didn't feel the symptoms until the next day when I was kind of tired and achy and all that stuff. This time, my arm doesn't hurt at all. I don't feel anything at all. I mean, I feel it. But um, so I don't know if it's delayed and I'll feel it all tomorrow or if maybe it just won't be that bad. I don't know. But they were like, I got there and they're like, oh, we see you're also due for tetanus and you should get a shingle shot. And I'm like, no, ho, 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 slow your roll. (laughs) Slow your roll. If I get a tetanus shot and a a flu shot and a COVID shot, I won't be able to move my arm for a week. (laughs) So I I declined that, but I got to remember and go back. But isn't a tetanus shot like I know, like intellectually, you should probably get a tetanus shot when you can get a tetanus shot. But it seems to me like the best time to get it is after you've, you know, Stabbed yourself with scissors or whatever. <laughs> with <right>? rusty, <laughs> rusty <Right>. scissors. <laughs> Stepped on a rusty nail. Right. <laughs> well, apparently they're good. They're good for seven years. So, uh, you know, I raised my kids on a farm, so we kept track right. of that. <laughs> you kept track of those pretty good. Yes. Yeah, I once I once had a doctor tell me if you can't remember when the last one was, it's time to get one. Mm-hmm. Um, 
them. Oh. So. I probably do need to get one, but I just didn't feel the need to get it today. I know. Sometimes I think getting too many shots at once can't be good for us. It just doesn't seem right. But obviously they're doing it because they don't, they're like, oh yeah, we do it all the time. So, you yeah. know. Yeah. I did two shots last year on the same day, two different shots. And it was like, one of them actually did give me flu, the flu, like symptoms. <laughs> I was out for like several hours, but I was fine the next day, I guess. <laughs> but you know what? As of Tuesday, my entire family is boosted. Yay! Nice. Feels good. Feels good. The kids can get boosted now? Yeah. Yeah. My 16-year-old was able to get boosted. 16. Right. Okay. Gotcha. I was thinking little kids. Yeah. 16. That's right. 16-year-olds popped up last spring, didn't they? You're right. Yeah. I think now is it, what is it, 12, 12 and up now? It's, uh, well, no, 5 to 11 has a different dose. But yeah, dose, I think it's yeah. uh, 12 and up gets that. And I think they, they dropped the booster to five months instead of having to wait six months. Yes, they did. Um. So yeah. So that makes perfect sense that your kids would, would qualify now. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Are they like, how are, ki- are kids like, yeah, whatever. I, I mean, are they kind of like pretty chill and blase about it? Or are they still at the age where they don't like needles stuck in them? Mine, yeah, I think well, at least my teens um, haven't seemed to mind uh, since they were toddlers, I guess. I feel like elementary school, they did okay. Maybe it's because they knew ice cream was afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think of that. I should have got myself ice cream. Well, I got Starbucks. That's like ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> we have a friend who has a daughter who is um, uh, developmentally disabled. She's she's about 20, but she um, is uh, sort of like a three-year-old. And um, there's certain things that she's just super, super sharp at and then other things that she's not. And she actually uh, did okay with the shot. But... Um, they had to, so somebody got exposed to somebody a couple of weeks ago and, and she had to have a, she had to be tested and getting the swab up her nose was like a big, yeah. like, uh-oh, <laughs> that was not, but it went okay. It went okay. They, they, Good. they, they had visions of having to hold her down and, and they didn't, they explained it and she kind of, they did a little demo with a Q-tip and she's like, okay. And Good. Got it done, and I was like, wow, that's, that's impressive. But it's true. I, having a stick go up into your brain is not, um. I would I would rather get the shot than the yeah. than the swab. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Well, we're running out of time and there were a few things we were going to talk about stamp collecting. So last week we were talking about stamp. I don't even remember how we got on it, but we were like do people still do that? And a couple of days ago, uh not this is the British government. Apparently the Royal Mail issues collectible stamps still and they just put out one a series of the of the Rolling Stones. So it's like Every, like, concerts, album covers, uh, promo shots of the guys from the 60s right up until pretty recently. It's this, like, massive collection of Rolling Stone stamps. But my favorite is one that's their logo, which, if you are not a Stones fan, you may not know is a giant tongue. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's a stamp that licks itself. (laughs) (laughs) True. (laughs) But apparently they collect stamps, like, right on. So stamp. Collecting alive and well for all of our podcast listeners who were railing at us for not acknowledging that last week enough. I hereby acknowledge you. Collect away. Collect away. <laughs> the um, the Gabby Petito thing, I don't have all the details in front of me, but basically, Lori, what happened was they had um, the uh, police in Moab um, conducted an, an internal investigation into the handling of that whole situation. 
And they went back, and I, I didn't realize this, but apparently a couple of the officers had been put on probation um, in light of everything, that in, in the rearview mirror of, of what had happened. And they've, nope, they're not in huge trouble. They've decided that more training is warranted. Um, they're going to change some policy, policies and procedures. They acknowledge that mistakes were made um, in how they handled um, their, you know, standard for is an arrest made, who is the aggressor, blah, 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 and all that kind of stuff. And and they, they sort of admitted, these are my words, not theirs, but they sort of admitted that they took a, a somewhat casual approach to the situation, a young couple fighting, it happens, um, they separated them for the night, thinking they would cool off and go their separate ways, kind of a judgment call thing. Um, if they'd had to, they were afraid if they had to make an arrest. What they said was, based on the information they had, and again, they acknowledged mistakes were made because they had a lot more information from other witnesses and callers that they didn't take into account when they were handling what was in front of them. Other accounts of him hitting her and that type of thing. But the thing that was in front of them was both, at that moment, both Gabby and Brian admitted or said that she had been the aggressor. And under their law, the aggressor has to be arrested. But they were afraid if they arrested her and put her in jail and he came to bail her out the next day, that he would have even more power over her. So they knew it was kind of a weird situation. And they decided the best thing was just not make an arrest and let them go their separate ways. And and they said that the officers are just gut punched at this whole thing. The officers feel absolutely horrible about what happened and that they sort of volunteered to have the policies reviewed and, and, and figure out what to do next. So I think in the big picture, some good will have, will have come out of that. Um, but yeah, I thought, Lori, I thought you might find that interesting. Yeah. And I'm really glad because, um, they didn't consider that the first call was that he was abusing her and then they made Mm -hmm. it into her abusing him. And I'm glad that they were like, they recognized, you know, I mean, can you imagine you're doing your job, and then it goes totally national. Yeah. You right. know? But I hope that, you know, I hope it means that they they will learn from it, and things will be done better. Yeah. Just, you know, as a police officer, you're trained, you know, what is in front of you? And what do you know about what's probably really behind what's in front of you? But there's only so much you can do in certain situations. And I don't know how physically much they could have done different. It's probably more regret they have than anything. Right. But it's nice to see they're at least reviewing the training practices of how people interact and things people say and, you know, that kind of that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's sad. It's so sad. It really is. And maybe anything they would have done wouldn't have changed the outcome, but the way they did handle it just added to that whole course of control. Um, yeah, how women are treated. Yeah, yeah. The very the very thing they were trying to avoid, they ended up making worse. Um, but yeah, exactly. So I I I tried to do a podcast for my enough, and I had a really hard time because there's you know two. Two, uh, two sides of everything. There's Democrats and Republicans. There's the vaxxers, the non-vaxxers, the maskers, the non-maskers. And I feel like, you know, even like that situation with Gabby, the people that are like all over angry about course of control and the police. And yet, you know, the police that are like, we're trying to do our job and how, 
you know, it's like I, maybe it's social media that we're more vocal, but it's like I just want everyone to be nice and listen. You know, let's just let's just instead of jumping to conclusions. And, you know, the thing that has been hard for me is when, you know, for OK, I'll use homeless rather than the, the parties. <laughs> but like, oh, those homeless people, they don't want to work. You know, it's like we're making all these statements about people when we don't know. And so my word this year is listen. And mm-hmm. wanting to help people figure out, you know, so you're a Republican and you're listening to a family member who's a Democrat rather than being you're wrong. Just like, listen, what's it going to hurt? Yeah. I just feel really mad That's- about people right now. Like they're just not they're just angry at each other all the time. And it makes my heart sad. Yesterday I was driving somewhere and I was at a place where so it's it's it is legal to turn right on red. This was a huge intersection. Um and I was in the right turn lane and I was getting ready to make the turn and I realized that the cars directly across from me as soon as the light changed would be making a left turn with an arrow into the lane that I would be turning in. So I didn't move. And the guy behind me leaned on the horn. And I got so mad. Oh, my God, I'm driving and just like imagining this whole speech if I could pull him over and give him what for. And I'm like, he wouldn't listen. There's no way. What what is the point of me being angry about if even if I had a chance to stop the car and not be (laughs) afraid he would stab me and just like explain to him why I didn't turn? There's no way he would listen because he was also angry. Why is this woman sitting here when I could be on my way to wherever it is I'm supposed to be going? Right. And yet he can't even see what's happening. He's just behind you honking because he's got no clue. He's got no clue. That's what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Wouldn't it be great if he rolls down his window and is like, oh, I'm sorry. That was an accidental honk. Right. My elbow (laughs) hit the the horn. Sorry. My bad. (laughs) That would be very nice. Yeah. But I doubt it. (laughs) Right. The people that we want to learn these things will never care to learn them. So. Right. Right. So why bother? (laughs) This is a a great end to the episode. Not the why bother part, but let's be nice. (laughs) Let's be nice. And let's listen. Let's listen. It can't hurt. Give people grace. Grace. Yes. Grace is nice. Calm. We could call this our resolution for the year, but we would have already quit it by the end of the day. That's right. So it's going to be a tiny habit instead. Right. (laughs) It's a tiny habit of more listening, more grace. And you got to connect a tiny habit to something. So what? Brushing your teeth or? uh... (laughs) Tiny habits. Yeah, I like it. Another thing I I guess I just also want to do. Last week, we talked about Betty White, rest in peace, but quite a handful of other folks that have passed away this week. Sidney Poitier. Yes. Um, Bob Saget. Week. Yeah. Ronnie Spector. Oh, my goodness. I mean, we've been listening for a whole month of her singing Christmas songs. Christmas is over, and then she passed away. That one was like, oh, man. Did you know, here's a, my favorite Ronnie Spector fun fact. I'm so glad you brought that up. She only, she only uh, for all the success and fame that they had, they only had two number one songs. Right? No, not even number one. Two top ten songs. Be My Baby, which was went top ten in nineteen sixty-three, and that version of Sleigh Ride, which went top ten last month. Really? She wow. had her second top ten hit at the age of seventy-eight, <laughs> fifty-five or whatever years, 
after the song came out. Isn't that amazing? I'm sad she died, but I'm so glad that she got to experience that before she passed, you know? Yeah. I I am noticing more so than ever old songs coming back to the top 40. Yeah. I don't know what band it was. I can't even I can't even think of it. I'm just going to say something like Bon Jovi's Living on a Prayer or something came back up to the top 10 or something. I'm like, what? But that's happening more and more than it ever did before, like, I don't know, Spotify or iTunes or whatever came came about. I think it's TikTok. TikTok. I mean, look at the Fleetwood Mac song. You know, suddenly Fleetwood Mac had a massive year last year because that weird dude on the skateboard, you know, for whatever reason (laughs) took off. So I think that's what it is. I think there. I think in the case of Ronnie Spector, I think it was in a movie. Maybe I can't remember, but um, but no, I think I think TikTok is why you're hearing a lot of that stuff come back. I think you're right. Yep, that must be it. The Fleetwood Mac was a good uh, example of that. Yeah, that was like everywhere for a minute. <laughs> yeah, Ocean Spray. Right, Ocean Spray. That see, I couldn't even remember the product. I remembered the, I remembered the skateboard and the music, but I forgot the product. It was Ocean Spray. <laughs> That's right. That, that that guy got like a lifetime supply of cranberry juice when what he probably really needs is a paycheck. Well, he got a truck, too. Oh, oh he, yeah. did. he got a truck. He got a truck. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was the whole reason why he even made that video is because his truck broke down, right? Right. That's some amazing luck. Dang. Mm. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, everyone, thanks so much for listening to our podcast. Uh, where can we follow you guys? Coach Lori on Facebook, L-A-U-R-I-E. On Twitter, at Claire Beverly, C-L-A-I-R-E-B-E-V-E-R-L-Y. M-O-U-S-E. <laughs> and Twitter, I'm Anna D. Yay! Bye, everyone! Bye! This is Listen and Learn, or, or not. not. Thanks for hanging out with us. We love you. Yes. Yay! We Thank you. you. We love you. We love you. I love you, too. <laughs> Thank you, guys. You. Thank you, Omicron. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Love you, girls. Thank okay. you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>